My goodness, my gracious, the drama builds, the Sweet 16 concludes, and now four spots are up for grabs in the Final Four this weekend as the likes of Villanova and Houston, Duke and Arkansas, now North Carolina and St. Peter's, hello, and Kansas and Miami will all battle to try to make it to the Big Easy and the Final Four. Welcome into the nation's college basketball show and podcast. It is college basketball coast-to-coast coming your way for a Saturday in the preview mode of the South and the West Regional Finals. Will it be Villanova or Houston? Will it be Duke or Arkansas that make their way to New Orleans and the Final Four? We're going to preview that. We're going to talk about that coming up. A couple of guests that are going to be with me. Tyler Jones is back. His Kansas Jayhawks, a Friday night winner. They're in a Sunday Regional Final against the Miami Hurricanes. Tyler will have thoughts on all of that. Plus, we'll be talking about the upset by St. Peter's of Purdue, blowing everybody's bracket up once and for all, blasting Purdue out just like they took care of Kentucky and Murray State earlier. 15 seed to the Elite Eight for the first time ever in the history of the men's tournament. And they will play the North Carolina Tar Heels, who knocked off a fellow Blue Blood in UCLA. That's on Sunday. We'll recap all of this with Tyler. We'll also talk with my buddy Jason Powers, based right here in Tampa Bay. Jason, uh, the Powers on Sports podcast. He'll have insight on the games in the preview mode for Villanova Houston and for Duke and Arkansas coming up on Saturday. We're looking forward to all of this as it unfolds. Glad you found us however you found us, whether you found us streaming top and bottom of the hour on TuneIn on the College Basketball Coast to Coast channel. Thank you for finding us there on TuneIn. Thank you for finding us in podcast form as well. Uh, search wherever you get uh, your podcast: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast, College Basketball Coast to Coast. And again, preview mode, recap mode, all of this, all the way through the Final Four, will be live in New Orleans next weekend on College Basketball Coast to Coast. We're anxious to get to it. Let's get to the Friday night recaps, where the victories for St. Peter's, North Carolina, Kansas, and Miami are still resonating. Tyler Jones up first. Jason Powers right after that. Let's go. As we do roll along and we do know the Elite Eight now, we continue to uh, just marvel at all of the drama, all of the excitement, and the only number one seed that has survived to this point is the Kansas Jayhawks, Rock Chalk. And you know what that means on college basketball, coast to coast. I am going back to my man, Tyler Jones, my wingman, who's in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, but is a Jayhawk through and through. He was there last weekend seeing Kansas advance out of the first weekend with their two victories over uh, Texas Southern and over Creighton. Now they have subsequently beaten Providence on a Friday night in a hard-fought game to get into the Elite Eight. And even though you can't see him, I can see him. Tyler is smiling ear to ear. Rock chalk, my friend. They are alive and well headed to Sunday. Uh, I appreciate you joining me. I know you got to be happy with the way that they played, especially at the end, to win that game over Providence. Yeah, TJ, it was an ugly game from start to finish. And Kansas led by as much as 13 points and ended up giving up that lead as Providence was leading late in the second half. But you saw the Kansas team that found a way to win. And that's what great teams do is that when – circumstances come up when you're not playing your best is to play through them. And Ochai their best player, the All-American, that's a Naismith candidate, did not play well. But in the second half, he came alive when it mattered most for this Kansas team. And the continuing story is what Remy Martin has done. Remy Martin was not 
very good in the regular season, dealt with some injuries, the reigning Pac-12 player of the year. Bill Self couldn't really find a role for him because he was struggling defensively. We know what Bill Self demands out of his players when it comes to defense. And then when you got to the Big 12 tournament, it was clear that Kansas needed another spark if they were going to make a deep run. Then comes back Remy Martin as the sixth man, and he played really well in the Big 12 tournament, played good the first two NCAA tournament games, and he was the hero for the Jayhawks tonight as their leading scorer, leading the way for Kansas. And here they are as they are marching on, the last remaining one seat left in the tournament. Uh, I mean, they've – I think when you look at this Kansas team, TJ, they have played good through these three games, but I would say that their best basketball is still in front of them, that we haven't seen Kansas, who's the best team left in this tournament, play at their best abilities at this point. And you you hit on something where you're winning, where you're not playing at your best. They were playing very well in Kansas City. And again, different situation, familiarity with the Big 12 teams. You're playing in a home away from home situation in Kansas City. Uh, on uh, the Big 12 uh, tournament floor. Now you now you move out and you're playing teams like Creighton and Providence out of the Big East that you're not as familiar with, but still, they get it done. Um, we shall see uh, what happens in the next round here, but great job again by Bill Self. Uh, when, this, when this team lost to Kentucky in the SEC Big 12 Challenge, there were a lot of people nationally that said, all right, Kansas isn't going to be a, a Final Four contender, much less national championship contender. And it just shows you, you got to let things play out. They won some big games late in the year. They won the Big 12 tournament. And now they are right on the cusp of being back in the Final Four yet again under Bill Self. So uh, we'll see how that uh, how that does play out. All right, a thought on Miami. You and I are taping right now on college basketball coast-to-coast on the heels of the Miami Hurricanes making the – uh, Elite Eight for the first time ever. They they put it together against Iowa State. Uh, even without Charlie Moore and Isaiah Wong, the two stars really in their first two round games, they didn't play very well, speaking of not playing well, and yet Miami gets the win. Tyler, give me a thought on what you saw out of the Hurricanes, who will be the Sunday opponent now with the Kansas Jayhawks. Really good defensive team, this Miami team is. And you talk about getting hot at the right time. This is a team that has had some moments throughout the year, but this is the first time that they've shown consistency is through this tournament. And Charlie Moore, I would expect, is going to play a lot better when these two teams meet up on Sunday as he goes up against his former team, as he's a former Jayhawk, and he was kind of kicked to the curb of some sorts. Bill Self didn't really want him to come back, didn't really have a role for him. So you would have to think on Sunday when these two teams meet up again that he's going to play with a little chip on his shoulder of some sort. So to me, that intrigues me. Kansas taking on Charlie Moore once again. Uh, should be a lot of fun come Sunday uh, of how that all fares. But I think Kansas is going to be too much for this Miami team to uh, deal with just too many horses. And although Miami is such a good team defensively, this Kansas team is sneaky good defensively. We saw what they did to Providence tonight, holding them to just 17 points in that first half. Well, uh, again, Jim Laranega has been in the final four before with George Mason, obviously. That was an 11 seed, and this is Miami as a 10 seed. Great coaching matchup for this one on Sunday 
should be a lot of fun. Again, as we talk with Tyler Jones, find him at Tyler Jones Live. Love the Jones Report, his podcast. Uh, I got to hang with him. We're cohabitating. I got to hang with him on his podcast, but he does a great job with his guys, Thomas Bridges, um, uh, Coach uh, Brian O'Connor, right? Coach BOC yep. uh, there with, uh, with all the breakdown on the Jones Report. Love that podcast. Love that insight. Kansas tinge. Yes, that's allowed. Rock chalk Jayhawk back in the elite eight. Uh, everybody buzzing though, as we come into the weekend now about what St. Peter's did on Friday night, just as a general comment, amazing. And this is why we love March Tyler. This is a team that lost game after game in their conference and the Metro athletic conference, the Metro Atlantic athletic conference, they, they got swept by Siena. They lost to Canisius. They lost to some bad teams in their conference and yet put it together down the stretch, won two or three games at the end of the regular season, and then won the conference tournament in Atlantic City. And now, lo and behold, has just put together great basketball against Kentucky, Murray State, and then completely outplayed Purdue, who had five days to get ready for them. What can you? What more can you say? What do you want to say about what we've seen? The first ever 15 seed to make it through to the Elite Eight, St. Peter's. TJ, be honest with me. Did you even know this was the school before the tournament began? I knew of them. I, I could not tell you. I knew Shaheen Holloway was the coach. I couldn't tell you anything really else about them, and that's part of the charm, isn't it? To your point, You're right? I didn't even know they existed. To be honest, before the tournament began, and. Here they are on National Peacock Day in the Peacocks (laughs) advance to the Elite Eight. It was destiny. We should have known that they were going to pull this off. Uh, What a job by that team. You know, the the, the thing that stood out to me when it comes out when you try to put perspective on this is that the entire athletic budget for St. Peter's is $7 million. John Calipari, who they beat in the first round of the tournament, his year, yearly salary is $8 million. I mean, <laughs> that is unbelievable. What they've been able to do with what little they have to work with, it's a great story. And they have this matchup with North Carolina. And, you know, Hubert Davidson company has played really good basketball right. this last month. But I have no reason to doubt St. Peter's. I think they very well could beat North Carolina. I would say it's about a 50-50 game at this point going into that matchup on Sunday. Yeah, I think it's a great point. Again, North Carolina won the nightcap as Tyler and I are taping here just a few minutes ago by beating UCLA, uh, where Caleb Love, the power of love, whatever you want to call it, uh, love, love was Ryan kind. Eagle had all the cliches ready to uh, oh, go. They were, they were rocking on CBS, no doubt, uh, with all the cliches, but, uh, it, it, love was in the air everywhere with his second half and all the big three point shots. And so now, uh, by the way, this was, uh, Dave Warlock of the NCAA tweeted it out there, their top, uh, media official and does a fantastic job organizing everything for us with the media, with the tournament. It is the uh, the the uh, lowest seeds in combination ever ever to try to go to the final four with North Carolina as an eight and obviously St. Peter's as the first ever fifteen uh, to make it. Uh, previous it was Kansas State and Loyola Chicago, twenty eighteen. Kansas State was a nine that year that it upset Kentucky and Loyola Chicago was an eleven. But here we are with a fifteen against an eight and somebody goes to New Orleans. 
uh, out of that. And I like what you said. Don't count this St. Peter's team out. They can guard. They guarded the daylights out of Purdue at times, including at the end. They can make shots. They make their free throws. Shaheen Holloway's motion offense. I know this. You were talking about their budget, their athletic budget. Shaheen Holloway makes $300,000 a year. Whenever this is over with, he is going to end up making a chunk likely at Seton Hall as their new head coach, his alma mater. Uh, Give him a big raise. What a story. And the story will build to Sunday afternoon. It will be the final game of the Elite Eight. The uh, the NCAA and uh, and CBS have announced the second of the two games will be North Carolina-St. Peter. So Kansas, Miami will be up first in Chicago, about 1.30 local time, 1.20, 1.30 local time, central time. And then the uh, game in Philadelphia, North Carolina and St. Peter's will be the late game long about five Eastern uh, and look out for St. Peter's only about uh, Tyler Jones. St. Peter's only about an hour and a half away uh, from Philadelphia, about an hour and a half North. They will have some serious fans in that arena uh, coming for uh, Sunday afternoon should be a lot of fun. All right, before you get out of here, We've got Saturday Elite Eight games. Quick thought on those two coming in San Antonio, Villanova, Houston, and then in San Francisco, Duke, and Arkansas. Quick thought from you on both of those as two slots in the final four will go to the winners of those two games, Tyler. Villanova, Houston, uh, great offense versus great defense, right? And I feel like Kelvin Sampson getting this Houston team to the Elite Eight if he wasn't already on Thursday night, he became a Hall of Famer. Um, Kelvin Sampson and you know, Jay Wright, of course, already in the Hall of Fame. Two great coaches going to make for a great matchup on uh, on Saturday between these two teams that I really could see going either way. Uh, you know, that to me feels like another 50-50 ball game. Now, uh, that Duke-Arkansas game, you know, I, I mentioned this when we were – talking on the Jones report this week that anyone that faces Duke is not only going to have to beat Duke, but you're going to have to beat the officials as well, because (laughs) they're not going to want to make a call late. That's going to end coach K's career. And (laughs) we saw in the Texas tech game, look at the foul discrepancy. That was ridiculous. uh, What Texas tech had to go through. I'm not saying that it was rigged, but I mean, it certainly was eyebrow raising how that happened. Mm. Uh, that worked out. So but, Arkansas, but they did make shots. They made the key they shots. Did. They got the key stops, and that's something to look for here at the end of this game. But that Arkansas performance against Gonzaga, I think that's what you were about to talk about. Say more about it. Yeah, uh, Arkansas, you know, this is a team that historically speaking, we talk about being a high-scoring team. But Musselman's got the defense working. They shut down Gonzaga. I mean, Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren, those guys all year long have dominated everybody in their way. And what did they do? They got those guys in foul trouble. Um, So I'm intrigued to see what they do to attack Duke early. If they can get Banchero and those guys in foul trouble, watch out. Um, I would give Duke about a 60% chance to win this game. Um, I think your most likely outcome 
is a Duke North Carolina Final Four, which how can you incredible. imagine how insufferable that will be? <laughs> yeah, but it's also I mean, it's also incredible if for Coach K's final final four, if they get there, that North Carolina would be in the way, especially when they completely soured his finale game at Cameron Indoor Stadium. How crazy would that be? There were a couple of people that pointed it out that hey. If it all comes to it and they both win their games, they could play in the final four. We're 40 minutes away in each of their cases from it being reality in New Orleans. Can that you is imagine, nuts. nuts. Okay, look, you know, I love the business we work in, TJ. I get this. But can you imagine how bad it's going to be of our colleagues of making the final four about Duke or about Duke and North Carolina? I'm going to like want to stay away from these people. I'm going to want nothing to do with them. Uh, yeah, with what they're about to do with about making it insufferable as I they're about to you, be. I can Everything tell you about this. Kansas is going to be an afterthought. I can tell you this. Uh, yeah, maybe St. Peter's pulls the miraculous here and, and pulls another rabbit out of that. And don't put it past them, by the way, because Loyola Chicago kept winning games and Virginia Commonwealth beat somebody's Kansas Jayhawks a decade ago. They kept winning games. They had already beaten uh, North Carolina. They had already beaten Michigan State. They beat That's Kansas. A low blow, TJ. How but I'm just, I'm just pointing out for anybody that would look at that <laughs> matchup with the Peacocks and North Carolina and say it can't happen. It did happen for Loyola Chicago. It did happen uh, for Virginia Commonwealth. It happened for George Mason uh, previously in a great win over number one UConn. It seemed invincible, and they went to the Final Four. Okay, so either St. Peter's gets there, hypothetically, against Duke if they win, or it's North Carolina. Oh, my goodness. In a Final oh. Four, and I believe it's the case, they've never played in a Final Four before. I don't believe that. I don't believe they've ever played in a Final Four. How wild would it be? Again, 40 minutes for Credit each Credit to Hubert Davis, them. though. Yeah. Hubert Davis had a lot of pressure. There was folks that didn't want him to get that job. Didn't think he deserved it. And, you know, this season wasn't great for UNC. And they really turned it on for, at the right time. They caught a lot of eyeballs with what they did in that road win against Duke at the end of the season. Hubert Davis, heck of a coach. Uh, he is going to be there for a long time. He's going to win championships. I'm happy for Hubert Davis, one of the good guys in this industry. And uh, North Carolina Tar Heel through and through, one of their great scorers and players back in the uh, in the late 80s and the early 90s. Uh, and they've knocked off Baylor and they've knocked off UCLA. So this is legit. And St. Peter's obviously knocking out Kentucky and knocking out Purdue. That'll be a lot of fun as well. Tyler, I always love the insight, my friend. Rock chalk it for Sunday. A slot in the final four awaits Kansas if they can get it done with Miami. Uh, we shall see if that can happen. Always appreciate it here, my friend. I have a feeling we will be talking again on college basketball coast to coast. Thank you for the time here. Hey, I'm glad to do it, even if I'm at a gas station in the middle of the night on a Friday night. Always do it for my guy, TJ. And uh, we'll be talking again soon, hopefully after a uh, Kansas win in the Final Four. We do roll on again. Two slots for the Final Four are up in San Antonio, Texas, and San Francisco, California. Villanova, Houston for the South Regional Duke, Arkansas. Still a little Southwest Conference flavor, just like it was a year ago. 
uh, the old Southwest Conference flavor with Houston and Arkansas still alive with shots at the Final Four. We will see what happens as we do rock along and get ready for Saturday. I bring back in one of the guys. I love this guy's insight. He's right here in the Tampa Bay area where I host all this coverage on college basketball coast to coast and everything that's up with, I don't know, Buccaneer football, baseball, spring training, Tampa Bay Lightning hockey. We're all about it. But in this case, it's March Madness. And I know that Jason Powers of the Powers on Sports podcast was as pumped and amped as all the rest of us to watch all of this unfold. First of all, welcome. We've had a few hours to digest it now. St. Peter's is in the Elite Eight. How you feeling? Well, my bracket is completely kaput now. My my long <laughs> shot was Purdue to make it to the Final Four, and they threw, threw up on themselves Hand yet again. Up. Hand up. I had Purdue, too, in the Final Four. Blown up. You're right. It's incredible. When you really think, when you really look at man for man who they've beaten and how they beat them, it's incredible that they've really, they've been toe-to-toe with every team they played. They've never been down double digits and made a big, furious comeback. They've been right there every game with Kentucky, with the Blue Bloods, Kentucky, Purdue, and even a Murray State team that was very well, uh, very well uh, put together. So, it's incredible. And they're undersized. And they just keep making shots. Their guards just keep making shots. And Shaheen Holloway has punched the right buttons on lineups, on yeah. r- running offense. And it's more uh, just a quick thought from you, and then we'll move along because I want to preview these two games that are coming up tonight. Uh, it's more of an unforgivable situation for Purdue to have had five yes. days to prepare for their offense, their roster, that kind of stuff. And we've seen Matt Painter be beaten in the first round by double-digit seeds before. Uh, but uh, this is yep. this is a bigger, more inexcusable situation for Purdue than it was really for Kentucky, I would say. Uh, you buying that? Absolutely. Purdue had the draw of all draws to get to the Final Four. I mean, you're right. You have to you have to win that game if you're Purdue. You have such a size advantage. You got the best, most electric guard, probably from a from a quickness perspective in the country. And the, and the guy scores eight or nine points last night. And the and the and the two big men were good, but they weren't dominant. Yep. And it happens for St. Peter's. They'll now play North Carolina, as we've been talking about here on Sunday afternoon for a spot in the final four. And I say one more time, just like I was saying with Tyler, Loyola Chicago pulled this off as an 11 and got in. And little guy like VCU beat the number one seed Kansas, his Kansas to get in. George Mason beat the number one seed UConn to get in. This is not unthinkable that they can do this again and be in the final four. And I know you agree with me on that and again the other regional final Sunday is Kansas and Miami that's Sunday let's get to the main events plural two of them for today what is Villanova and Houston and San Antonio come down to in your mind Jason Powers Villanova has to be able to handle the the physicality of Houston Kelvin Sampson lives on the offensive boards but in in Villanova's one little weakness if you have if they have one would be the, the, the quality of their size. They've got great players that are 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, but do they have enough size to deal with Houston and enough physicality to last 40 minutes because Houston is relentless. Kelvin Sampson has built a culture there of just toughness, and it doesn't matter who's in the game. They're going to play physical, but the one thing about being physical with Villanova, they're the best free-throwing shooting team in the country, so if you put them in the penalty early like they've done with other teams, that could be a problem for Houston. 
so well coached. I don't want to overuse this, but Jay Wright does a great job of spreading out the other team. If you're playing man to man on him, he's got three or four guys that can take it to the basket and score. They do a great job of spreading you out, as I keep saying, and then find the open shooter. If you go to help and double team, uh, they're not invincible, but they're very well disciplined. They yes. are rugged. And let's see what happens with Villanova and Houston. And there is, again, conversation that Marcus Sasser, who was the preseason pick to be the player of the year in the American Conference, he suffered an injury back in November. And the thought was he's not going to be able to play the rest of the year. He has been lightly practicing with the team, going mm -hmm. through some stuff last weekend, this week. Might he be out there for a little bit? And what can you expect, if at all, from him, even if he's out there for a few minutes, I don't know that Kelvin Sampson messes with that. I don't know if he tries right. it. I don't know if he waits till the final four. Jason, quick thought on that with the Houston chemistry that's working really well right now, too. That would be my concern if you're Kelvin Sampson. The guy hasn't played in a competitive game in three, four months. I don't know if I would put him in a game like that in that kind of moment. But, again, he knows this guy better than, than we do. But uh, that would be – even if it was for a couple minutes, that would be an emotional boost sure, to that sure. roster even more. Um and to me, if Houston can continue to make three-point shots, Edwards and Sheed have been unbelievable making big shots from the perimeter. If they can keep making shots, you know they're going to be offensive rebounding when they do miss. So, Love this guy's inside. Jason Powers, JPO Sports on Twitter. JPO Sports and uh, also the Powers on Sports podcast. And again, Houston only about two and a half hours or so away by car yep. from San Antonio. How many fans will they have in the Spurs AT&T Center uh, that loaded up and bought some tickets from the other teams, uh, et cetera. Probably going to have, it's, I think it's easy to say they're going to have seven, eight, nine thousand there on a Saturday night, uh, at least roaring for Houston. Let's see what effect that will have. The nightcap, here we go again. Coach K and Duke on the high wire act. What a great performance again at the end of the Texas Tech game as they knocked off uh, the Red Raiders, much the same way that they had to defeat Michigan State by making shots, making the big plays in the last three or four minutes. Arkansas deserves full credit for what they did to beat the presumptive yes. best team in this tournament, Gonzaga. All right, size it up, Jason Powers. This is the second of two pieces to go to the Final Four on a Saturday night. Well, we talked about destiny with potentially St. Peter's. Is this destiny the way this bracket is opened up for Duke? You have potentially a Duke-Carolina Final Four matchup, <laughs> which would be unbelievable destiny. But now with Duke in this region, He's had no success when he's gone out West previously. The potential of having success winning the West region that he's never won. You know, you've got the bracket of Arkansas beating Gonzaga. Again, give Duke players credit. They played unbelievably well in the crunch. We thought it would play, be the other way with all the pressure, but they've it's, the, the, the script is kind of flipped in the postseason here in the tournament as opposed to what happened in the ACC tournament regular season. So we saw that Arkansas team in Tampa here at the SEC yes. tournament. You mentioned Villanova and how smart they play and they make free throws. It's kind of the same thing with Arkansas. They guard. They don't really uh, – they're not spectacular, but if it's a close game, veteran players and they make foul shots, and that could be a big factor as well if this is tight, and it might very well be with Duke. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right. Musselman's a great coach. He's so underrated. He, he did a great job at, at uh, Nevada to get them to the final eight. Again, I think it's going to be a big – Mark Williams is a key factor for Duke, the big man in the middle. He's been unbelievable patrolling the middle. Van Caro's been playing well. And the emergence of the point guard for Duke, they finally are getting some good point guard play out of Roach. And if they can control the tempo a little bit, they got plenty of guys that can score the ball for Duke. 
but can they not turn the ball over and can they just play under control for Duke is the key. And again, Krzyzewski's kind of playing with house money here. Right. You hear him talking in the interviews with Tracy Wilson and CBS. He's just kind of happy-go-lucky. He's letting some of the players make some of the coaching decisions and that kind of stuff. So I like where Duke's at. I think it's yep. just one. It could be one of those years with some destiny here with Gonzaga getting knocked out. It could be over tonight. Then again, they could be in the final four. And if they get it tonight, then we are 40 minutes from North Carolina beating St. Peter's if they can. And we've never, it's yep. never happened. Duke and North Carolina have never met in the right. NCAA tournament, much less in a final four. The closest again that it's ever happened, they were both in the 1991 Final Four. And in that case, Kansas beat North Carolina. Duke upset unbeaten UNLV. I see Mr. Powers right. nodding along against Larry Johnson, Stacey Augman, and UNLV. Right. So Duke then beat Kansas uh, in the national title game for Coach K's first of five national titles. They've never been in the same Final Four together since then. Now they could be playing each other. Again, 40-minute win for Duke against Arkansas, 40-minute win for North Carolina away from this against St. Petersburg, uh, St. Peter's before it can happen. But let's see uh, what will uh, what will play out. Let right. me tell you something. Yeah, if Duke wins, you're going to hear the Herb Brooks speech to North Carolina players by Hubert Davis. <laughs> you will go to your you-know-what in grave if you don't win this game against St. Peter's, if you're North Carolina and, tomorrow, if Duke wins tonight. And if you are Duke after you've, after you've lost for all time, coach K's final game against Cam yep. at Cameron against North Carolina to have a crack at a rematch in a final four yep. would be mind blowing long way to go. Arkansas would yep. love to mess it up. St. Peter's would love to mess it up. That's a Sunday conversation for St. Peter's. Let's yep. see what happens tonight. Jason Powers, you do a great job. Powers on Sports Podcast. I will get back to you when the final four is set. Let's look forward to these two games tonight. Villanova, Houston, and San Antonio. Duke, Arkansas, and San Francisco for two spots in the final four. Thank you, my friend. You got it. You're going to be there for some destiny, huh, New Orleans? So there we go. There's Jason's thoughts on all of this. Again, Houston, Villanova will be up first tonight. That one in San Antonio, Texas, followed by Mighty Duke. Can Coach K get back to the Final Four in his final year on the sideline for the Blue Devils? They've got to get through Arkansas to be able to do it. And then again tomorrow, it is North Carolina and St. Peter's along with Kansas and Miami for two more slots in the Final Four. My thanks also to Tyler Jones for being with me. Tyler Jones live. And uh, this is Twitter handle in the Jones Report. Jason Powers, JPO Sports is his Twitter handle. The Powers on Sports Podcast. I'm merely TJ Reeves. Enjoy the games today. We'll recap all of it. We'll preview Sunday on College Basketball Coast to Coast. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Find us on the TuneIn channel. I love the chalk on a Saturday night. Villanova and Duke. Let's see what happens. Enjoy the games.